0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Untitled Gadget Podcast. We are on episode 28 and there has, this has been a particularly busy week for the tech industry. We're going to bring you all the insights from the Android 11 launch, the Surface Duo and the Xbox Series X and Series S Uh, Microsoft's affordable next-gen console. That's all coming later, but first, let's take a look at what we've been up to for the last seven days. I'm Harish, and as always, I'm joined by Dhruv and Akshay. So, what's been going on, lads?
1: Who wants to go first?
2: Uh, You go first,
0: man. Uh, Yeah, like, it's just
1: been a regular week, week of work. Uh, Been playing a bit of games. So, like, we were talking in the pre-show chat Oh, we've got an official sounding term for it. Uh yeah, I finished Spider-Man last night, which was a lot of fun. Uh thanks for the recommendation, Akshay though. Yeah, like everybody's been recommending it. And I tried playing A Way Out today morning and that did not pan out as planned. Uh fuck <laughs> you, EA. And uh, I got Borderlands 3, which I plan to play next week. And I played a bit of GT Sport this week online, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that was my
2: week. You also uh, forgot to mention something. It was your birthday this week as well.
1: Oh, yeah, it was my birthday. Uh, there was nice.
0: that. Happy birthday, Van, again. Thanks. Yeah, finally turned 30 year old.
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm turning 25.
0: <laughs>
1: ah. <laughs> I'm sticking to that
2: nice my week has been the same as usual a lot of work and then playing games uh, listening to some music um, I have started uh, learning Premiere Pro just for just for you know why the hell not and then uh, it was my anniversary yesterday this was the first time I spent some time with my wife on our anniversary because last year I was at the Apple launch. So yeah. I had no room for making mistakes this year. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> now so that you out. mention it, I was looking at the Google Photos memories thing that it suggests from what you've been, what you did last year, two years ago. Yeah. And turns out I met you for the first time in China. Uh, yeah? The mimix Mix 2 launch, that yes. was three years ago.
2: Yes, that's where we first met. And uh, yeah. I think uh, that was my first trip for Xiaomi as well. And yeah. uh, when I saw you, I was like, who the hell is this dude with a very different accent, but looks Indian? Uh, where is he from? I, th- I I actually thought that you were from the States. You were not from here. So that's what I thought. <laughs> and and Google should
1: like, rename that feature as I know what you did last summer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, but we hit it off, man. We, 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 we ch- uh, chat about work and how Indian publications work, etc. and all that. So, yeah, it was fun. And you made me buy shit tons of stuff from the Xiaomi store.
0: Oh yeah, I saw I saw the photo of all the stuff I picked up. All, all of that is still going strong though. Right? Uh, yeah, That's just
2: fun. just for perspective, uh, uh, when Harish went into that store, not only did he buy me a lot of stuff, he bought so much stuff that he had to buy a suitcase to carry that stuff around from the Xiaomi store. I think he <laughs> bought some three phones, a lot of a lot of IoT devices, and toothbrushes and whatnot I think I think he bought the entire store (laughs) from that trip and he bought a massive suitcase that and he was carrying everything in that
0: like yeah yeah I remember picking up the Mi 6 there and they had a limited edition color variant of the Mi Note 3 this azul blue Uh, I still love that phone whenever I look at it anyway um, so yeah let's get started as for me I think my week was dominated by Android 11. I don't know how many times I wrote Android 11 in posts, but I think it's about 3 million. So between (laughs) following up on what Google was doing and then all the other manufacturers, that's just where all the time went. So that's actually a good kicking off point. So let's get your insights as to what you feel about Android 11, whether you've spent any time with it, what are your thoughts? Is it more of the same? Uh well,
1: I have spent a bit of time with it, especially with the Oxygen OS eleven uh version of Android eleven, and I like it. Like there's some good changes all around. Uh, from a privacy perspective, I like the fact that you know those one-time permissions are great. Uh, the fact that you can revoke permissions after a set period of time is also fantastic. My personal favorite feature has to be uh the smart home controls under the power yeah. key. That is brilliant. And uh, I believe the iPhone has something like that. Or even if it doesn't, regardless, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's a fantastic mm-hmm. feature. And I love it.
2: So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I tried the same Oxygen 11S or OS 11 uh, Beta. And the first thing I liked was the smart home controls. Because everything in my room and the bedroom is powered by Xiaomi lights that Harish bought me. <laughs> 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 or made me buy <laughs> But yeah, uh, that and I also like the fact that uh, apart from the privacy stuff, uh, we've already seen that on the iPhone, so it was nothing new to me. What was what I liked was the new notifications for text messages and whatnot. It pops up like the Facebook Messenger uh, icon. Uh, it's one less step to scroll down to the notification panel, launch the, the damn thing, and whatever you know. It's just one click, and you can straight off uh, start replying to your messages. I really like that. Um, uh, maybe uh, not uh, something that I really expected because Facebook has already done it before, but it's a it's a good addition for sure.
0: Yeah, chat bubbles are nice, but my issue with that is not enough messaging apps actually use the feature at this yeah. point. Yeah. So once this table build is available more widely, I think we should see more and more apps include that feature because that is... Uh, Pretty decent addition, Uh, along with the conversations view in the notifications pane. That is my number one feature because I get a lot of notifications and more often than not that one-on-one messages just get lost in the clutter. So now there's like a dedicated section for them and that just makes things easier.
1: Yeah, the conversations in the notification hub is fantastic. I don't really care too much about chat bubbles, not a big fan of chat bubbles in general uh interestingly like the feature that i was really looking forward to that isn't working in the beta that i have got running on evidently it's working for some people which is the uh the uh, separate music player tab the quick uh, music player setting in yeah. the notification bar but that's not working for me across youtube music spotify so huh. and
0: that's, that's weird yeah cool. yeah oh i guess it's so here's what's going on with the oxygen os 11 stuff they're using a beta build of Android uh, 11, Mm -hmm. and they also have Oxygen OS 11 beta. So there's like two different things they're introducing at the same time. So I guess they still have to finesse things. But I've got uh, the build running on my Pixel, and that media player works as a persistent notification, Mm -hmm. and it is fantastic. Uh, That was a big issue whenever I was streaming stuff on Spotify all the time on my phone. Uh, and in fact, I had an iPhone lying around on my desk just so that it was easier to cast stuff from because whenever I needed to pause something or just forward, it that notification that media player stayed there. Um, so yeah. yeah, this works the same way. It takes up like the last row of quick setting times.
1: Mm-hmm. My only concern is that like um, while I'm on on both the Google Assistant and Alexa ecosystems, uh, I'm. I, I mean, I suppose casting will work only with the Google stuff. Uh, I hope that Spotify is able to introduce Spotify Connect to it. Uh because I'm like constantly shuffling between, you know, a whole bunch of things. So it would be cool to have, but yeah, even without it, like just having it persistent on top, like, that's that's definitely a nice thing. And yep. yeah, I hope I hope I'm able to get it in like some bug fix or whatever, because it's not working for me right now.
0: Yeah. Um the third party builds are all have some issues they're not stable yet but we should see bug fixes bug fixes roll out in a week or so that should make things much more stable so yeah Mm -hmm. but overall android 11 doesn't introduce, introduce many visual changes but a lot of big stuff on the privacy and security standpoint
1: yeah i mean i think that just ties into the broader theme as well right like both the platforms are so mature at this point that you're probably not going to get revolutionary features it's the little things um and that smart home hub, for example, like it's a pretty big thing for me, like and yep. for all of us, uh, I understand that a lot of users might not get much utility out of it, but I mean, it's these smaller tweaks, you know, which tie into more how the, it, the world, the technology world at large is evolving. Uh, and you yeah. know, rope that in, uh, I believe in the U S it integrates, uh, Google pay and Google your pay. cards as yeah. well. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So yeah i mean these are like nice little things to have and i'm 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 more than happy with what it is like i don't think i have any expectations of massive changes at this point
0: yeah i like what google has been doing on this front even with android and we didn't get money uh well, not money <laughs> we yeah we did not get money <laughs> we did not we still don't. <laughs> uh, Android then was also a relatively minor update in terms of visual changes. But then that's because material design is a mature aesthetic. I mean, it's a mature language now. So it doesn't really need any more polish. What we do need, well, we're getting that, the privacy fixes and it's new features like that, smart home hub. And yeah, basic so convenience
2: convenience and it's all about convenience it's all about putting mm-hmm. things in your hand i think that's what this update is all about it's not about a complete overhaul, and that's what i like because when you start paying attention to minute details that's when you start really really improving your operating system and that's true for everything every every yeah. hardware that uses software mm-hmm. so yeah i like the fact that they're paying attention to stuff that even we wouldn't even think about, for example, you know, the power button with whom you know smart home devices control. We never, I never thought of that. I thought maybe something on the notification panel would help. But yeah, this is even better.
1: So here's the thing: like, what I would like is that if they would allow widgets in the um, smart home panel mm-hmm. by the power key. That's because not everything works directly. For example, yeah. for my for my air conditioner, uh, somehow it does not work through the. Smart home, uh, let's just find a short name for it. I don't want to keep on saying the smart home hub, but power
0: menu.
1: the power menu. Uh, so what I've done is that I've configured an action block uh, widget, uh, which invokes Google assistant and it's a two-step action to switch it on and set a specific temperature. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to be able to put a, you know a widget like that. It could very well just be, you know, like they introduce Google assistant shortcuts in the power button. In the yeah. power uh, menu. But yeah, I think I think that's pretty much my only issue with it, that uh, not everything works through it. But otherwise, it's a pretty solid release.
0: Oh. Yeah, I think they'll figure stuff out. I mean, this is just the first uh, time they're including, right? So as they yeah. learn usage patterns and all that, I think they'll make tweaks to it, as Google always does. Yeah. Yep,
1: that's Google for you.
0: Yeah, so that's Android 11 from Google. Um, There's a whole lot of manufacturers rolling out public betas for it. So OnePlus has Oxygen Oxygen OS 11 beta for the OnePlus 8 and 8 Pro. You can download the builds right now. That's the only public beta at this point. Uh, Xiaomi has a closed beta. Interestingly, they are running the stable Android 11 release on Mi UI 12. So it's close to stable at this point. I think they'll just have like one or two beta builds and then just roll it out. Uh, I guess that works for them. And then OPPO has ColorOS 11 beta coming, public beta coming next week. That's also based on Android 11. They're going from ColorOS 7.2 directly to 11 because Mathematics. Like it's easier for them. Yeah, it works. So fine. Um, who else is there? And then there's Realme. Realme has Realme UI 2.0 on the Realme X. Fifty pro, pro, but again, yeah, that's also a close beta. I think the first beta has 150 100,
1: 100 No,
0: no, it's, it's
1: hundred to fifty. No, the forum post said hundred, but regardless, no, it like f- it's it's a yeah. tiny, tiny yeah. amount.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just down. They're just looking for feedback. Yeah. So yeah, we should get the stable builds at least from somebody by the end of this month. So yeah, let's see how that goes.
1: Yeah, good stuff all around.
0: All right, um, so other stuff going on in the world of Android. This week, uh, we've got more details on the Surface Duo. So the device is finally on sale in the US, and the reviews finally released, and they showed that while the hardware is exciting and Microsoft created something really beautiful, um, the software is not really finished at this point. Dhruv, did you get a chance to look at some of the reviews? I did. Uh,
1: So, I like the story behind it. So, I was reading this interview. (laughs) I don't know where it was, why, or what, you know, whatever. About how Panos Pane, Panos Pane, that's how you pronounce it, Yeah. Sounds like a a Lebanese bread. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of a panini too, so
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. Okay, so Panos Pane sort of accosted, Hiroshi Lockheimer, while he was visiting uh, Microsoft for something else, and hey, this is what we have, and we're going to build this only if Google takes in all the changes that we want to bring into Android. Uh, So that's where it all started, and it's been interesting in the sense that at least the Microsoft stuff seems to work all right, but everything else, not so much. and the software exp- this is pretty much a beta at this point. Your third-party launches are broken. Nova launcher doesn't work. A lot of shit does not work. Um, stuff doesn't pan across consistently. So you're gonna actually have um uh, broken text in the middle of a web page maybe at times, yeah. which is just not a good user experience. Uh, if you're really entrenched into the—I mo- mean the—and I haven't used this phone, but. My colleagues have, Harish's colleagues have, and the feedback that we've gotten and the reviews, it's basically that, like, unless you're deeply entrenched into the Microsoft ecosystem and you really just want another Surface device,
0: you might want to hold off for a bit.
2: Yeah. So, basically, it targets five people.
0: (laughs) No. Actually, they've done really well with Surface, right? Uh, And it makes sense for them because... That transition from making their own hardware to having doing that whole service play has worked really well for them. And with this, they're again targeting that enthusiast user base that they have. And they're like, hey, look, you don't want the Galaxy Note 20 or an iPhone. Um, Here's an alternative. It may not be the best device for a majority of the audience, but if you're a Surface fan there is an alternative available and i think that's what they're targeting with this
1: yeah i can see this becoming a bit of a bundle deal in the enterprise segment possibly uh but i don't know like it's also like too expensive a device and like i mean on the enterprise side like iphones and then like samsung with its Knox, they've both already made enough inroads so i don't know who other than enthusiasts are going to buy these phones
2: Another reason why uh, people should should hold off on this phone uh, is because I've heard, I mean, that's what I read, that this phone is a bitch to repair. Apparently, it's (coughs) quite hard to get into, to get all the components and have stuff fixed. I'm not only talking about the display because, of course, that would be one of the things, but it's the other components that are actually quite uh, hard to replace or, you know, fix. And that's the only story I read about this because this is not coming to India. I really don't give a damn. Um, but, but that's the only thing that came across my feet and I was like this is a complicated phone with a complicated procedure to get it fixed and it's not going to be in huge it's not going to sell in huge numbers anyway so what what's going to happen with this if someone
0: breaks it like it's going to cost them a bomb or what's going to happen I don't know I think I think they have a limited warranty. Uh, I think you get one free screen fix uh, if you're da- if you damage the screen in any way. I I think that's what Samsung does was for the fold as well. Yeah. Is that so, like
1: I, one single screen fix or?
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the double screen. I, I think it covers both screens. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's but one. then that, there's also the point that it's a huge phone. I mean, each screen it, the thickness is five millimeter for each uh, side. But then you fold it and put it in your pocket, and it's a ten millimeter wide phone, and it looks weird whenever somebody's making a call with it. Yeah. Is that a do just... in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically that. So, um... but
1: I'm also happy to
0: see you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean. It's, it's a start for Microsoft. They've got a lot of stuff wrong. It's using last year's hardware. There's no NFC. The cameras, cameras are absolute trash. So this isn't a mass market phone, much like how the first wave of Samsung foldables weren't. But look at where Samsung got to with the Z Fold 2. That looks oh, like a much more polished device. And it just looks sleek. And they fixed a lot of issues with the hinge, right? So I think Microsoft will also look at what, it's putting the phone out there basically to get feedback from its core users. And once they suggest areas of improvement and all that, I think they'll go back to the drawing board and come up with a better, um, or well-rounded, I think, second-generation product. Here's the thing, like,
1: I mean, they need to sort out software more than hardware and that's actually on
0: Google. True, but then there's also the fact that what do we want from foldables? We don't know because there hasn't been... Devices, I right? I was
2: about to say that I want a Kindle of of the, such design from Amazon because uh, you know the fact that sure you don't read books anymore but if you can open something that opens up like a book and start reading a book in like the paper white uh, <laughs> uh, screen that they have the e ink screen they have that would be incredible and I think yeah. uh, this would be this design would be perfect for Kindles in the future and uh, I would really I would really like to see that this I mean also this device. Foldable screens could also be great for game streaming in, if that is, if, if it works out the way it does because it's a far larger screen than a smartphone. The aspect ratio is also better. And uh, you know that way you don't have to ke- lug around such a big phone because it folds up and then you can just open it up, have a bigger screen, play it, close it up and walk away, right? Uh, Connect yeah. to your controller and whatnot. So I think these two applications would be great for a device like this. And I think for foldables, even, even Apple, according to rumors, have ordered up a bunch of foldable panels proto- for their prototypes from Samsung this week. And uh, that is the next frontier for smartphones, no doubt about that. But it's just that how things are executed and stuff like software, as you guys mentioned, if it's not to the point and it breaks the experience, then yeah, it doesn't really matter how great the hardware is if you can't really use it. So I think it both hardware and software need to develop and advance side by side, otherwise there's no point.
1: So here's the thing about the game streaming, but you'll probably see an optimized interface from from Microsoft for xCloud soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Emulators, for example, like drastic is already running on in split screen mode on the Duo. Oh wow! Um,
2: so that's a 3ds, uh, 3ds emulator.
1: A DS uh, emulator, and Citra will probably add it soon enough. It's not a huge, uh, you know, task to to do that. Uh, I mean, they've been supporting the the LG dual screens for a while now. Uh, yeah. So there's that. And coming on the other aspect, like for the Kindle, I think we're not going to see a dual screen Kindle because the highest selling Kindles are the sub $100 ones. And yep. yeah. uh, this is going to double the cost. Like the most expensive part, part component of a Kindle is the e ink screen. You're more mm-hmm. likely to get a a color e ink screen, which is coming in the next. I mean, in the sense that it is going to become a little more mass market within the next year or two. Uh, already, manufacturers are issuing out um, color e-book readers now in China. So... Which is very big on, on comic books. So you're probably gonna see Amazon jumping onto that in the next two years once they can get the pricing down to say two hundred or two fifty dollars a unit. uh and yeah, lots of advancements coming over there. It's it's a bit of a shame that Mirasol didn't pick up. But yeah, dual Screen Kindle, I mean you'll see third-party apps which support ebooks on mm-hmm. the duo or on foldables. I think they're already there, but yeah, dual screen Kindle probably not happening anytime soon.
2: No, when I, I mean hmm. when I when it becomes mass market, because that's the next frontier for all these companies. See, right?
1: it's all about the cost, right? Uh yeah, basically. And yeah, screen, that's all. yeah, and the cost of an e-ink screen. I, I know we've like segued massively off the surface <laughs> dual, <door, laughs> but the cost of an in an eighty dollar Kindle, uh, the the e-ink screen itself is around thirty five to forty dollars. That's, Even that's if bad. you factor in mass market, you know, bulk purchases, that's still 25 to $30. It is an it is a very expensive screen because like this is, other than Kindles and digital signage, there's literally no other use for those screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got the controllers. Writing a controller for an e-ink screen is also not particularly easy. So yeah. uh, Amazon uses something very specific to them, which is why they're able to deliver a certain kind of experience. Tag on Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's a reason why you even have Kindles with ads because they need to keep the costs down. So, uh, yeah, like there's a reason why Amazon is pretty slow on innovation with the Kindle and they take their own sweet time with
0: it. Yeah, they do that because Kindle is now like a mass market device, right? I mean, they don't need to push the boundary for e-readers because they know what their customers are already looking for in a Kindle. That's why if you look at any of the innovations, they've been targeted at the entry-level segment with the base variant of the Kindle picking up the backlight and then mm-hmm. the... Yeah, and then bringing water resistance and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, they're just streamlining their CDs, but that said, the Oasis is actually a pretty, great e-reader. I mean, they mm-hmm. managed to cram all that hard- hardware just into it that thin spine. Agreed. But here's so the thing. Speak. No one's buying it? If,
1: if, no, no, no. It's not even that. See... And I'm just tapping on to what you said, Harish. There's a reason why the innovation happens on the budget segment. Because Kindles are devices that once you buy them, you don't really need to upgrade at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's
1: like, what will you upgrade? So you'd need, you know, kick-ass features, be it backlighting, which is actually a genuinely useful feature to be able to convince somebody who's like, you know, okay, I'm going to spend $80 on a Kindle and that's about it. Like not upgrade to a higher end model. What do you even offer them? But from an OSIS, like realistically, at this point, other than a color screen, I don't know what else do I want in an upgrade.
0: That's it. That's that. That would be the differentiator for me because that would mean I could read my comics on Comic a Kindle instead of a yep. rooted Xiaomi Mi Pad Three.
1: But now here's the thing: again, they need to figure out a good balance between battery life, which is again a big upsell for for a Kindle, uh, versus processing power because the Kindle is too underpowered to proce- uh, to render PDFs properly.
0: Yeah. I guess that's what we will see. So at a color. But then, see, if they need to use a color ink screen, they will need to have better hardware on it anyway because it broadens the use case for it significantly, right?
1: Well, yes and no. So everything that's based on a color ink screen so far runs Android and it gives you three days of battery life, which is terrible for a Kindle. Uh,
0: That sucks. Yeah, I do not want to charge my Kindle once a week.
1: I charge my Kindle like, (laughs) yeah, I mean... I'm not reading as much as you these days. Like I charge my Kindle maybe once a month and it drops yeah. like what 2% battery or 1% yeah. Yeah. battery yeah. in yeah. weeks. So yeah. that is actually a significant upsell. A three-day battery life Kindle is not going to be not going to sit well with the audience. So until they can get all of that sorted or some sort. I mean, they can't they can't be running Android for sure. Amazon's not <laughs> going to do that. Uh, DRM issues and plus they don't want users to circumvent the Kindle store. Uh, But
0: here's the thing, they already have a pretty decent fork going on with that Son the Fire TV stick, right? So there would be a possibility of them just tweaking some things and making it run on a Kindle. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here but there is, I mean if anyone can do it, it's Amazon because they've already... Yeah, they already have a lot of low power devices that work really. I know,
1: I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing: like the Amazon, I mean, the Kindle can still be rooted. You can still do a lot of shit with it, but it's complicated. The moment they get Android running on it, everybody's going to sideload other things on it, which is not something that Amazon wants. Like this is like the the upsell for them, the money maker for them is the Kindle Store. The hardware is cheap for a reason, so that people buy more stuff from the Kindle Store, and. Uh, between, you know, Android anyways being a huge battery drain compared to the risk-based operating system that they have right now. Uh, If they switch over to more power, high-powered chips, I don't know. They'll have to rewrite everything for their platform Uh, versus running Android. And that stuff is going to take time. And like I said, writing the software for an e screen, I've actually, like, played around with that because I was trying to build something with an e Ink screen and I gave yeah. up. Like, even like for a basic, you know, uh, like a clock of sorts, which shouldn't yeah. be as hard, but writing through the frame buffer, uh, just printing out digits, it is hard as fuck. So, of course, Amazon has professionals on it, but it's it's also like balancing risk and reward. Is it even worth the effort for them when they're still selling a shitload of these?
0: Well, they'll get one customer from me. So, yay. There's your incentive, Amazon. Make a colouring
1: <laughs> reader. <laughs> but, but the Kindle store doesn't sell comic books yet, does it?
0: No. Yeah. At so. least I don't think that's like a con- storefront for comic books at this no, point. But then, hey. This comicology.
1: But, hey, but they did buy out what, a comicology, right? Yeah.
0: They, yeah. they own them, but they're two distinct...
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, plus Marvel things. and
2: DC have their own subscription services or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah and some uh, and some manga companies as well are tied up with some some uh, company or the other in the States for the English version. Yeah, I think oh, we'll
1: so. start seeing tie-ins on the software front, which would possibly be an indication that you know Amazon yeah. might be ready to launch. I know they're definitely working on one, uh but they've been working on this for years. A lot of companies have. Earlier on, it was Mirasol. Qualcomm gave up on it. That didn't pan out. And it's only now that these color ink panels are getting good enough and uh, fast enough. Uh, you also do yeah. not want a one second refresh rate, which is just terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, let's see where that tech goes. I like how the Kindle um,
2: hijacked uh circuit towards <laughs> prospect. As it always does. Days. I was looking...
0: Yeah. No, I was actually looking at how much screen time I... Uh, all of my devices get. And I think the Kindle gets more usage than any of my phones over the course of a week. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've had this chat like offline before. If I had to pick out one device that I absolutely love. Okay, it, well... I'm kind of torn between my PlayStations and the Kindle. But yeah, it's probably the Kindle which has given me the maximum hours of enjoyment
0: yeah. at a low
1: price. And it does one thing, but it does it so well. Like, this, there's literally yeah. no competitor for it.
0: Yeah. I remember, I'll tell you how much I rely on my Kindle. So last year, uh, I was traveling. A- anytime I'm on a flight, I just use my Kindle. And for one flight, for whatever reason, the. Kindle won't boot, uh, so I didn't know what to do. So I ended up reading the in-flight magazine because there was nothing else there. I don't, I don't pack anything else because it's just the Kindle and whatever book I'm reading yeah. on it. So I'm like, without it, I I went, okay, what the fuck is there to do on this three-hour flight?
2: For me, it's the yeah. switch, man. For me, that's the switch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got a fun story, though. I think I've told you guys, but for the listeners, so uh, back in the day, like today, you can still get, you know, global roaming data for relatively cheap. Um, but now I'm talking 2012 or 13. And I was in, I was backpacking across Ukraine and Russia. And this is the time when I was going to Chernobyl. Uh, and I had, there was like, literally no way to get a data package over there and phones, batteries didn't last that long and when you're backpacking you don't necessarily know when you're going to find your next power socket uh yeah i was carrying battery packs but still and for that one year like and i traveled a fair bit that year my kindle 3g this is the kindle keyboard uh, and it had unlimited global data at that time now they've reduced it to 50 mb a month so that you only use it for downloading books but at that point, like with the experimental browser and websites were still a thing. Um, <laughs> so I was checking Facebook, I was sending emails, I was checking, I checked in at the ex- in the in Prepyath, I checked in from uh, the nuclear reactor. I mean, I made a, a four square spot for the nuclear reactor in Ukraine <laughs> using a damn Kindle. Like, my Kindle I think- was my connection to the world. <laughs>
0: I think they got rid of the in global roaming thing because of you, man. I think yeah. you ruined it for everyone else. <laughs> Speaking
2: of which, I miss f-
0: Foursquare, man. It's been a while since I've,
2: like, some, I've used yeah. something like
0: that.
1: Hey, it's been the lockdown, yeah. Like, I, I was still what? using it last year.
2: Were you? I haven't used yeah. it in like six years.
1: No, I've got it linked up to my Google calendar. So it's just like a nice feed of everywhere that I've been to. Mm. I mean, this year it would just be Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, somehow we managed to go from Microsoft's foldable to Amazon's maybe foldable. Let's to see a, where that to goes To one
2: nuclear reactor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that's right, how so the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah. Well, everything else too. Never mind, that was a bad pun. Okay. Uh so let's move on to the next segment. Um And this also involves Microsoft. So this week we got prizes for the Xbox Series X and Mm -hmm. the Xbox Series S and availability and more details on the Series S. So actually, lead the way, man.
2: (laughs) I mean, in uh, typical Microsoft fashion, they want to jump the gun before Sony reveals details for their console. I think they've been doing this for, this is the third generation they've done this. But this time around, they had to do it because the Series S literally leaked everywhere, and uh, you know, and then they had no choice but to tweet out the details that they were trying to probably save for next week or this week. Anyway, well, the Series S, in my idea, in my head, is a great console for people who, not for people, for Xbox fans who don't really want to build a gaming PC and don't want to spend five hundred dollars on the Series X, basically, but. Uh, a lot of developers have come out this week and have said that the Series S is going to hold back games on the Xbox platform quite a bit because they didn't put enough memory in the damn console, man.
1: It's like, less powerful than the Xbox One X in some it areas, could it, In yeah, GPU power. Could
2: it, I mean, it can do 1440p at 60 frames or 120 frames that they're suggesting, but come on, we all know it's not going to go push 120 frames for every game. And on top of that, you're not giving developers memory to work with. So just because you have an SSD doesn't mean you don't need RAM on that damn thing.
0: How um, much RAM
2: does it have? It's 8 or 10? 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 gigabytes. 10, 10 gigabytes. And, and you know, like, it's just, it's just the last generation all over again with the Xbox One. It's just uh, going to hold back a lot of games. I think Microsoft wants this to be a streaming console more so than anything else. And a Game Pass console, but it's still going to hold up next-gen games Um, quite, uh, you know, it's going to look inferior to the Series X and the PS5 for sure. And that thing is damn fucking small, which means it's going to be loud as fuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, I also don't get, like, it's technically less powerful than the Xbox One X in GPU power. Six teraflops on the One X versus four on this. And also, it can't upscale. Uh, I mean, this is technically a next-gen console, but it can't run the Xbox One X versions of the of the previous generation yeah. games. It'll run the Xbox One S version. Uh, some very questionable decisions here. I mean, clearly, this console was built to hit a certain cost. That's that's very obvious.
2: For what's gonna happen is that developers are gonna. Tell Microsoft to fuck off because they are like fuck it. We want to make games that look like next gen, that work like next gen, and
0: we're not going to have it held back because of your series S. it's uh, but all then that's of... not an option, right? No, it's, it's not like op- they op- can say. Yeah, no, it's, it's an not option. like they can say we are not going to release our next gen game on the Xbox Series S. Yes?
2: No, they're probably not optimize it. optimize it for the Series S, and it's just going to run like shit on, and which is which looks bad on Microsoft. Uh, you know, the, uh, game studios have limited resources right they're already supporting two platforms besides xbox which is the ps5 and the pc and I'm, I'm talking third-party developers right now and now you've given them two more consoles to work on for the xbox maybe a possible third one i don't know later on in the day uh, when they come out with something mid mid cycle refresh uh, it's just It's just something that developers are not going to put the effort in because they don't have the teams for it. They don't have teams to support three consoles and PC while they're developing a AAA game. It's not going to happen. Indie games, sure, it'll run fine. But when it comes to AAA games and especially third-party titles that are already in bed with Sony, you know, quite a bit of them, you're just making making your case look, uh, look just, you know, you're just making it look like you don't give a damn about the console
1: yeah, it's just like a sad state of affairs. like, um, I mean, you don't start off the next gen or a new generation of gaming or consoles, which is going to again last like six odd years at least with a gimped machine right off the bat. I love the fact that Sony is like even if it's like a hundred dollars more, which it likely will be, it's fine. It's literally the same experience as the as the physical edition. like th- that it their claims of, you know, believing in generations are you know even more important at this point and more relevant at this point uh the 1s sure it's great from an affordability point of view but it is a half step it's not a full next generation upgrade and yep, uh, it's also bad marketing on their part to say oh it's got the same cpu so it's as good as the next generation it's not going to be just uh, a graphics downgrade or a resolution downgrade like you said Akshay like no developer I mean we've seen it with the Switch as well right like it's become a port machine for like PS3 games or I mean I'm not talking about the exclusives of course Uh, or you know really bad looking some games look really bad as well on the Switch and I mean already there are disparities in you know in certain games uh. Just right off the bat, because this is a conversation I was having last night with someone else, Bayonetta, for example, on the PS3 was really unoptimized at launch. And we're again, you know, these power differences, you do not want to introduce a third SKU as well. They could have cut down on the storage, sure, remove the disk drive, increase the price by 50 bucks, and you'll still, you know, kind of hit that price segment that you want to reach. But like reducing the power of a next-gen console to hit a price point. That's just marketing uh, guiding the product decisions.
0: Yeah, you're right on the money there. Um, I find it hilarious because I don't really know about the platform in terms of games, but I do understand the hardware side of things. And it's hilarious to me that Microsoft spent all that time at the first unveil of the Xbox series as talking about the huge fan and the cooling potential and all that. And then they released this Console, which is less than half its size, it just it makes no sense because it's already going to be very limited in terms of the actual hardware, and it won't even have that thermal potential too. So, um, it's limiting the console even before it launches, and that just does not make much sense to me because when you're looking at, um, let's talk about how much these things cost. The Series S starts at three two ninety nine, right? Two ninety nine dollars in the U. S. So, in India, that comes out to 34999 mm-hmm. And the Series X is $499 in the US and 49990 in India, right? The prices yeah. don't make sense in India. That has all... I mean, that's like a conversation for later. Nothing no, I mean, sense. like...
2: Uh, no, but people, it, 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 no, it's, it's a reason why Xbox has never managed to sell units in India because they, like PlayStation, Also, let's say, costs $400, $500 in the States, right? But it's relatively cheaper than the Xbox consoles in India. So it's not that, you know, there's their tax imports being imposed and they have no other choice. They are are really, really pushing hard for the price in India. I can guarantee to you the PS5 will be far, not far cheaper, but will be cheaper in India, even with import duties than the Xbox series, any of the consoles. So I want to
1: bring up another point, Akshay, that, Okay, leave aside the comparisons with the PlayStation, uh, the Series S with a 512 gig hard drive, so that remove the OS that's probably closer to like 400-420 gigs that you're going to get, yep. uh, you are most likely going to need an expansion card. Uh, and these are proprietary cards. Uh, I mean, even if you don't need it day one, you will need it soon or sooner or later. That expansion co- card is estimated to cost like two hundred and thirty dollars. So that's what uh, so one TB. Yeah, for one TB, uh, the the maths doesn't add up. You know, the the doesn't. money doesn't add up. For fifteen thousand extra, you're getting the full blown console, which does ne- which actually does next gen gaming, which gives you double the storage. Unless, like, you're really cash-strapped, why would you even buy the Series S in India?
2: So, here's... I actually have to talk about two things. One, when Harish mentioned uh, the hardware. But let's talk about the price first. When you're going for something affordable, right? Your biggest target audience should be in Asia, not in the US. Because that's the most price-sensitive market. And you are not doing that with countries like India and Indonesia. And, you know, sure, there are tax imports and stuff, but it's still outwardly too expensive for a, a console that in, in a country where purchasing power is quite low. Uh, your, your biggest uh, competition is already smartphones and gaming is not that something you would say is not huge anymore because after the PUBG ban, we saw that, yes, people are willing to game quite a bit. So this yeah. was a perfect opportunity for them to get an entry level console out there so that doesn't cost a lot and make money in return from their services. That's exactly what I think they're doing this generation. I mean, twenty
1: five thousand is not affordable for a half gen upgrade. For a hobby,
2: no. A lot of people no. see it as a hobby, it's not as a necessity. Yeah. A smartphone is a necessity, right? Yeah. So it's 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 uh it's it's just not their strategy. Even in India, is bullshit. I'll I'll be very honest Uh, they're just being greedy and for the hardware bit I want to say a developer commented this so I'm just going to quote him on this I think that paints a perfect picture he said that you know uh, the series S makes a difference for all next generation games because developers of such games must always meet the lowest common denominator which is the minimum specs he said that minimum (laughs) specs matter and he said he he feels that inevitably the series S will hold back what multi-platform developers can do with all next-gen game systems. So it's not only going to affect Xbox games, it will also affect PS5 games, especially for multi-platform games. Because, as you said, he has to go for the lowest common denominator, and that is the Series S. Unfortunately, it's garbage.
0: Yeah, I, I did not factor in the... I thought it was just Microsoft uh, having to deal with the customs duties. Well, the tax duties that we have here... I did not figure that the PS5 could be more affordable. Well, yeah. That makes things more interesting. I mean it's
2: 50 grand.
0: 50 fucking
2: grand. In in Are you kidding me?
0: I like I mean that they rolled out the Xbox all all access thing, right? In a few markets I was really counting on that coming to India because that would have made sense considering trust the, actually, gray How market.
1: how much is uh, Game Pass
2: Ultimate for $600? It was 400 bucks for a while. They're increasing Yeah, price, so know? I think it's what like so Not ultimate. Need... I'm talking Game Pass. Just Game Pass right now. So which is the one that you need
1: for the Xbox? Uh,
2: a normal Game Pass for Xbox or Ultimate if you have a PC as well.
1: Okay, so that's at least five hundred bucks a month. Six fifty. Yeah. Six fifty. And that's yep. after the price increase.
2: Uh, it hasn't no, increased that's... yet. They just announced yep. yesterday.
1: Yeah. So even if say it goes up to like seven fifty odd, I don't know, dude. Like thirty five thousand plus seven fifty bucks a month. Yeah, that's
0: not that should spend
2: 10 grand a year.
0: Yeah, that should that's not what, selling. Yeah, that so that's what I was saying, right? This all <clears> access <throat> program actually gives you both. Um, you're paying financing on the console and you get access to Game Pass Ultimate. Well, not Ultimate, but yeah, the Xbox and Game Pass. And say they would have launched it at like what two, three thousand bucks. That would have made the console much more enticing... To a whole generation of gamers in India. Particularly considering yeah, when it yeah, was that,
2: launching. Th- those finance options are not there in India at all. Yeah. And secondly... Even if you have it, You don't have any games. I mean forget the price let's say you you know you're an affluent person who can afford all consoles even then you're not making a case for yourself because you don't have the games to play on that console sorry to say they, they the biggest franchise they had is delayed it's not even coming at launch which is halo so i don't know why i should or anyone should get an xbox even if you are buying the console for the first time you don't know anything about halo you still can't play the biggest game that they have because it's delayed at launch secondly countries like india like if you're gonna launch a console 50 grand you know it that people are going to buy this console if they are really if they really want to buy it from the gray market because it's far cheaper you know people just import the shit out of it i'm sure it's going to sell for 40, that's 10 grand, 40 grand that's 10 grand less um it's still expensive but it's still cheaper than what microsoft is offering um and yeah i mean price. you know
1: to add to it's that stupid. like um, so I was just reading up on it. It's, like it's not as if buying it on a financing plan. It's not as if you're gonna save any money at all. It's the same price as paying for Game Pass and paying for the console as it would be. And talking about those financing options, you know, like India thrives on those zero percent finance options. You know, like exactly. for phones. Yeah. So you're gonna have financing options in India as well. But regardless of those financing options, and on one part, I feel that you know. Just that Microsoft is offering it directly, it's being blown up a little bit uh, because there's really no cost saving there at all. Uh, But it's the S for sure, even in the US and in India, is not that good a deal. And regardless, like, I don't know who should be buying an Xbox in India. I don't think anybody should be.
2: I mean... No one gives a shit about Xbox apart from, you know, their users in America, it's all, the console has always been big in America and even then it's still not the number one console in the country. Uh, the Switch kicked us ass in half the time and uh, <laughs> Sony has sold more than double the number of consoles such a, of the Xbox One. Like, it's 112 million versus 52 million. Come on, man. Yeah, so
1: that's actually a very interesting point. The only time and, like, the only reason why, you know, this this entire thing that Microsoft is huge in the US. Turns out it's actually, like, even in the US, the PlayStation is, I think, I believe the bigger... Number one. The number number one one. console. It's only because for a while, the Xbox 360 was ahead. But that was also because the PS3 literally launched one year later.
2: So, and 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 so this, this thank you for bringing up PS3. The reason why PS3 didn't sell was because developers had issues with that console as well, with this chipset. And they didn't really want to support that. All games came late for that console. I think that's the yes. same situation that's been flipped now.
1: But here's the thing it did sell, it outsold the Xbox Later by on, yeah. 3 million by
2: the end of the generation. Yeah. yeah. So Later it had on. a slow towards start. The, the but what it launched late. W- what I'm trying to say is that
0: Xbox will face a similar problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me my next-gen games on Windows will be hobbled because Microsoft decided to save some money on a shitty 100%, Xbox. 100%. 100%. Oh.
2: Even, uh, even,
0: even if you play on
2: 20, 30, 90 with ultra settings, it's still not going to look the way it was supposed to look if the Series S did not exist.
0: <sighs> I really do not like this console play thing, man. Look at, look at Prince of Persia. Look at Prince of Persia. It looks like a PS2 game. <laughs> It, to be it, fair, that it, was
2: that was developed for this generation first, so it's okay. Dude, it looks even like... Then, a, even then, it looks like crap, yeah. It looks
1: like a cross... Like, it looks like the first generation... Like, the first round of PS3 games.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. even God of War 1... No, actually, like... the no, God of War came out of the PS2, and that looks better than this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well. So, anyway, we were talking about PlayStation. So, Akshay... Talk to your Sony con- contacts, man. When are we getting to know how much these things cost? Uh
2: they have a reveal event on Wednesday, uh, a day after Apple's event. Um quick kind of bold of them to do that. But I think it's gonna be mostly about games and UI features and everything, and not a price reveal. Maybe I'm I'm hoping it's it it does have a price reveal, but I highly doubt that. I think it's gonna be a surprise for everyone later on when sony has worked out all their logistics and costs and whatnot towards the end of the month i think there's another event rumored for 22nd august but but this is the time for them to announce everything about the console because it's launching in november and we're going to hit october <laughs> it's very very soon so by the end of this month we will know everything that we need to know about the ps5 uh both consoles uh digital and and uh the one with the with the, with the physical uh CD drive. Um, from what I know uh, that, as Dhruv mentioned, the experiences are going to be the same. There will be a few games at launch. From what I, I mean, it's nothing is confirmed, but I can say Ratchet & Clank and Gran Turismo might be launch titles for the console. This is just a speculation, but those are two games that I have always seen with every con- generation uh, console generation launch, that there's always a platformer and a racing game available at launch, and this is what's going to be.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel that they're going to show off a whole bunch of games. They're going to start giving us a peek into beyond 2021. Uh, but I am 99% confident that there will be a price reveal at the end of it. No UI. Uh, you'll probably see that at PAX or something else. Uh,
2: that, that's also that's next week.
1: Yeah, so you'll probably see the UI reveal or teardowns and stuff over there. This is obviously they're showing games, but they will drop the price a- ahead of the uh, yeah. of the Xbox going uh, up on pre-orders. Like this is literally like the last moment, the last reveal that they have before they can you know preempt um, Microsoft. So yeah, I mean that's definitely going to happen. But
0: how much do we think uh, the PlayStation Five is going to cost? So will it be four ninety nine?
2: If the way they if they were the way they went with PS4, and right now they're clearly dominating the 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 narrative for consoles, online SEO, whatever the hell you want to look up, uh, YouTube reviews. So I have a feeling if they even if they under, even if they undercut uh, Microsoft by fifty dollars, let's say four hundred fifty dollars instead of four ninety nine, they have a winner right there, um, and the digital one will be expense more expensive than the series S. That's, that's 100%. There's no way it'll be cheaper than the series S because it's ultimately the same hardware without the physical drive and uh, yeah so uh, i think people already know that it's going to be more expensive than the series S but uh, the the flagship model with the one the one with the with the disc drive will should be a little cheaper just because that sony and what they did last generation worked for them it might just work this generation as well.
1: Yeah if they want to sweep the generation like just go in and just
2: fuck afforded, microsoft
1: royally it's going to be 350 450 yeah. if they really want it's to fuck yeah yeah if they yeah. want to fuck microsoft over big time and they will. They, right. and it can be pulled off as well because two games at launch like if you buy two games they'll recover the losses that they make on the digital edition
2: or just and even if they increase the price of playstation plus by let's say 10 dollars, they'll like they'll they'll recover the cost
1: yeah because i mean this digital lock in right like i mean I picked up Borderlands three last week for nine hundred and ninety rupees on Amazon for the digital wow. for the physical disc, and it's still three nine 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 on PSN. Yeah. So if you go digital, what? you do you no longer have the option of buying used games. You no longer have the option of picking up deeply discounted physical games, uh, and all of that is money for Sony. Yeah. So
2: Sony and know, the developer yeah. and yeah, the developer, of cool.
1: course. So that they can totally recover a shit ton of money. I mean, they can totally afford to make losses on the digital uh, console this time around. They'll
2: recover their money in the first six months, hundred percent guaranteed.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to me how these consoles, uh, how much these consoles cost. Because three fifty dollars for that kind of hardware, that RAM, and the one TB uh, M2 SSD. My God, that's just think insane. of
2: it. Think of it as a as a. Tata Sky box, right? You you sell yeah. it as cheap and the rest of the money for the rest of the service period comes from the digital payments for the TV channels, right? It's the same here. Yeah. They make most of their money from software, which is games in this case. So, yeah. and services like PlayStation Plus and I don't know what they're doing for encounter to Game Pass, but uh, they will recover money because they already have 112 million people looking to upgrade, you know? <laughs> Because they're going to bring their older games. This backward compatibility hey. has also helped a lot uh, because people are still... For example, Dhruv started Borderlands 3 and in case he doesn't finish it, he can carry on his progress on the PS5. So this, this factor is probably the most important factor that people don't really think in terms of strategy is bringing your older customers to your new generation. And a lot out of the 112 million people, Let's say it's even 50%. That's still more than what Xbox has sold their entire generation for the Xbox One, which is 50 million people. So, they're sorted. They just need to yeah. get the pricing right. Even if it's like 480, 490, they're going to beat the shit out of Microsoft.
0: That puts things into context, actually. And then, um, the last point I wanted to uh, talk about is availability. It doesn't look like Sony is able to deliver in terms of demand. So, what are you hearing on that front?
2: it's mostly to do with covid uh, i think i think the first batch of consoles are being manufactured in japan they right. always do that uh, because they really really uh, want to they like they 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 make sure their console is first available to their japanese customers uh, mm. and then henceforth it goes on to other countries as well and i think because of the pandemic the production has been a bit slower than what they do with ps4 again ps4 was completely automated i think this but for the ps5 they're still getting the the, the the production line together to make it more efficient and time, less time consuming so i think in the initial in the initial production stage at least for the first year it's going to be slower and limited consoles are going to be available at launch and by limited i don't mean like one uh, you know like only like a million consoles will uh, release at launch but yeah it should be fair enough i think uh, sony has already limited from leak screenshot that I've seen, I think everyone's seen that they're going to limit one console to one household at launch. Uh, yeah. So that everyone gets a console. And for India, I'm not really worried because India is not a high uh, demand market where they need to like... But even India if they will can, also
1: get limited consoles. Limited yeah, even if they get so 1 lakh
2: consoles, I think we are sorted.
1: I don't think we're going but to get 1 lakh consoles at launch. Like, oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm I counting
2: official and grey market.
1: Yeah, like, I feel that pre-order, if you really want it within the first week or 10 days, I still think, like, pre-ordering is going to be a very smart move right now.
2: That's the only because
1: move. That's, that's the literally the only. only move. Like, this thing is going to... I mean, in the US, in Europe, in Japan, this thing is going to be sold out for sure.
2: Um, and in Asia, Dubai, uh, countries like Dubai, it's going to be sold out for
1: sure. Yeah, so getting it in India... Might not be as problematic, but st- if, you're, if you're convinced that you want one, I know I am. I'm going to be pre-ordering the moment it goes Same. up on sale. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it's probably not going to be a Switch situation where they just literally couldn't make enough. Sony knows that there is a huge demand for this uh, with Nintendo, like they were kind of dabbling in a new form factor as well or a new way to play. So I don't know. I mean, the switch still has supply issues.:
2: Plus they were caught off guard as well, man from the pandemic. they had no idea that the demand would go so high. Yeah they had no they could not predict yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so I mean regardless, like pre-order it if you are convinced that you want one, and come on, you know you want one.
2: Look yeah. so at the smile on his face. <laughs> no, I think you should get the presentation, man. And you just say "Come on, you know you want one." I think you should get the presentation for Sony, man.
1: That should be the tagline. Like, I mean, you know, you 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 know you want one. Like, how can you not want a
2: PlayStation? See, player? I'll give you a contest. Just from the in, Indian gamers' perspective, we, there are thirty of us that play on PlayStation every day. Um, and A core group of ten people so we were discussing this two to two to three days ago that when the series s was announced and everyone literally said why the hell are we discussing this i'm like okay i mean why not you know it's 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 good for us because sony might just think of being competitive and the next guy said that doesn't really matter we all know we're going to buy the playstation anyway no matter how much it's priced because all our gaming history is here we all Play together, and we're all not moving from Sony. So why bother discussing? And that's going to be the case all over the world. It all it, a lot of things matter. For example, whom you play the game with. If they are on on a certain platform, you're going to stick with your friends to play. Your your library matters. So for a lot of PlayStation users, trust me, the dedicated fan base at least, they really don't give a damn how much it costs because. Uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of people are like me. I've already set aside 45 grand for the console. It's set aside. I know it's going to be a little bit more, but I know that 45 is the minimum that I will need with, no matter where I buy it from. Yeah, same. So, like,
1: I've set aside a budget you know, for it. It's sorted like, yeah, yeah. It's sorted, I
2: mean, sorted last month, yeah. Completely. Like it's Will the same they thing.
0: have limited edition variants. With eventually, cool game skins. I think I saw. Ones, I, th- right?
2: I think I saw a black
0: version, which is going to
2: might be a Spider-Man version. Uh want one of those. Even yeah. I want one of those. You'll
1: have to wait. Black for and red.
2: Then. Black and red, by the way. But Fine. there's the
1: rumor that they might be, these might have customizable faceplates. So there's that. <clears throat>
0: Ooh, that that makes things easier, but isn't a huge play for them rolling out limited variants that users may want to upgrade to?
1: Yes, but then there's nothing stopping uh AliExpress from selling you a knockoff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that
1: a thing? Dude, yeah. you you can get the a, an exact same replica of the of the sold-out uh Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch complete with a right. dock. Uh like you just swap out the internals. And it's and I mean, even it hits the quality standards as well.
2: What do you think Dhruv is doing wow. about 3DS? And that console is not even... They're not even making it anymore.
1: Damn. So anything that you want. Like, so I wanted... I always wanted a Pikachu Game Boy SP. And yeah. you get high quality replica housings now. So that thing was like... You can't buy one of those anymore. I mean, if you want it in a good condition... You're going to be spending a lot of money. Because those things were always in demand.
2: But... Okay. yeah, Might like, as well buy a housing.
1: Yeah, swap it out. Huh.
0: Did not know about that. Good to
1: know. And Sony has done this before. With with one of the uh, PS4 slim revisions, they had uh, changeable faceplates. They didn't catch on big time because I think most of them were exclusive to Japan and you didn't really get too many options. But the way that the PS5 is designed, uh, it looks like it might be somewhat modular. Like, not modular, as in like you're going to be swapping out components, but kind of easy to open up because it's, there's like these two huge sheets of plastic on the side. Uh, so, I I mean, I totally, I can totally imagine, even if Sony doesn't do this officially, third-party sellers coming up with replacements. Yep,
0: yeah, 100%. Okay. I'll wait for the Star Wars variant
2: then. Uh, my PS4 is a Star Wars variant right now.
0: so Sweet. Alright, interesting. So, we'll, I guess, talk about what Sony next, is announcing. Yeah, next episode, you will know everything. <laughs> next week is yeah. probably
1: just going to be a Sony special. Like, oh, by the way, which reminds
0: starting. me, uh,
2: I, if, if they do reveal the price, we're going to have Rishi over because I booked him months in advance that I told him that whenever Sony reveals everything about the console, you're coming over and discussing that shit with us.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Yeah, that guy knows his shit. All, a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've
1: also got to cover Apple next week because Apple's dropping some shit. Yeah. Apple's dropping yeah. some shit. Apple's dropping some So I think it's going to products. be an Apple.
2: It's going to be an, like this week was Microsoft's week. We discussed everything about Microsoft. Next mm-hmm. week is probably going to be Apple and Sony. That's about it.
1: Yeah. And we still managed a sneak mention of OnePlus. Oh,
2: so yeah. keeping up with the traditions. And a Kindle.
0: And a nuclear reactor. And a
2: nuclear reactor.
0: And Google to a small extent because hey Android 11. Yay Google. Yeah. And all that <laughs> sweet, all right. So, this was the 28th episode of the Untitled Gadget podcast. We'll be back again next week with a whole load of new announcements. Stay safe, you guys. Um, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Yep,
2: masks don't on. buy the Series
0: S,
1: don't buy the yeah, Series S, go. just like buy the PlayStation 5 at launch. You know, you want
0: it. Keep your mask on, you stay know. safe. You're basically an evangelist for the platform now. (laughs) Why why don't we make predictions for the price? Let's try it. I just did. You did, you didn't.
2: I'm going to go 400 and 450. Yeah, 400, 480. 500,
0: 400, 500.
2: So whichever combination.
1: Well, Harish is probably right. Oh yeah, I, I used to
2: do. I used to do those predictions and had points and shit. Remember that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> forgot. It's like a different age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dragon age. Sure. Why did but I
1: like, say a, that? Yeah. Why did I say that? But I think, <laughs> I think
2: every, everything went to shit after COVID. So fuck it. Yeah.
1: Yep. Alright, guys. Bye. Uh,
2: thanks you. for
0: listening, dude. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.